0: 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
0: Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. We're back from vacation. Welcome to Monday.
2: Gary, how are you? Well, uh, doing uh, really good. It was a great vacation. Spent a lot of time uh, around the house, you know, went to Target, picked up some Ben and Jerry's and, uh, you know, some Bud Light and, uh, you know, just really had a great week. Yeah. (laughs) I saw the Babylon Bee headline. Oh!
0: Satan turns water into Bud Light. (laughs) Oh!
2: I, I, as I was telling you, I actually did get away for a little bit and really didn't. For a couple of days, didn't pay a lot of attention to the news. Mm-hmm. And some of the first stuff I saw was some of the Babylon Bee headlines. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah. oh, my yeah. gosh. These are just great. But that's the <laughs> I love the picture. of got a picture of well, Satan. <laughs> I thought the first headline that I
0: was getting on my alerts about the cocaine found at the White House. By the way, shocked. I'm just completely shocked <laughs> that cocaine was found at the Biden White House. Hunter Biden's cocaine. Um, I'm not saying it's Hunter Biden's cocaine, by the way, it's Hunter Biden's cocaine, but I'm not saying that
2: I, um, I, I, I love the Babylon Bee headline. White House claims cocaine belonged to the hookers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. It, oh, you, you know, we started saying and it was a few months ago when when Hunter just seemed to be with his dad everywhere. And uh you, we thought, all right, look, um they're they're probably getting geared up for whatever the defense is gonna be and all that. Then the indictment came down and then we're on vacation and they find and I love the liberal headlines. Mysterious cocaine found it's not a mystery. <laughs> it's not a mystery.
2: With a love of garbage, man. I, I, I did like the, uh, the the Babylon Bee headline where it shows Rachel Maddow with her head down and her <laughs> hands near her nose, but her head's like down. And it says, Rachel Maddow snorts line of coke on air to prove it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, D.C. police say they may never discover who left bag of cocaine labeled property of h biden <laughs> at white house i'm waiting for
0: and maybe someone's already put it out there you know the medicinal properties of cocaine
2: <laughs> right? you know it used it used to be in coca-cola you, 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 you know they, they used to treat
0: people with cocaine Uh huh.
2: oh right. my gosh i mean yeah. it was uh i i will tell you that the most telling moment there uh i've got the the audio cut set up here was uh, this this back and forth with uh, uh, Karine Jean Pierre? Because this was really this. I think a lot of people took notice of this and went, "You should have just said no." There yeah. we go.
3: Right. I'm just asking again. Can you just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So, <laughs> a couple of things there. Um, he mentioned the Hatch Act because the question was posed to him in. the Donald in using Donald Trump and so he was trying to be very mindful Uh, uh, okay I I hear you but you're asking me a question so I'm answering it for you Um, and so that's why he said the Hatch Act so I would I would you know have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly exactly what he was trying to say so that's number one so we're not avoiding the question that is not true we've answered this question litigated this question for the last two days exhaustively um you know it, there has been some irresponsible report-
2: okay we're having problems let me try it again here
3: reporting uh, about the family and
2: okay that's where she got to the part sorry folks i just to, for so, some reason again it's my computer but but uh, she never answers the question. She no she never she, and never she never says no. No, she never answered the question. In fact, she said, you know, they weren't here Friday, Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then it was found out, well, they were there Friday and Hunter was there yeah. on on Friday, but that wasn't the question that was asked. It's not, you know, that that's like saying uh, the bag of drugs was in the home, but they weren't there Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're there. Right. That wasn't the question. I didn't. The question was not when was the Biden family there? The question was, was the does the cocaine belong to a member of the Biden family? Right. And the fact that she didn't say no, the fact that she filibustered with the whole Hatch Act thing. And by the way, I just the, I'm glad she brought that because that just drove me to hysterical laughing, which when, when the, the Hatch Act, came across when that one, uh, uh, the one uh, uh, Biden aide came out and said, can't answer that because of the Hatch Act. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether Trump brought it up. That's not a Hatch Act. That's got nothing to do with campaigning. Right. And, you know, there's no Hatch Act involved in there. And the thing is, I really wonder when a reporter is going to say, look, you're not answering our questions. You're answering, you're answering, but you're not answering in relation to to the question that I asked. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're, so Yeah, yeah that, you're addressing and, something else and right. and uh and it's a it's a very simple yes or no. And it's you know, honestly, it's like everything else.
2: It should be immediate. No. No. Or this thing, we cannot permit something like this. This is a breach of security, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Right? You didn't hear that from anybody. N- nobody. And the president, when he just sits there and just smiles that that video that was out there mm-hmm. when they're pounding him with the question, just smiling like uh, uh, oh, uh, and he mumbles at mumbles at people. And I mean, it's just. And, and then you then you have this because the the <laughs> the whole deal with the seventh grandchild mm-hmm. you know the whole hunter biden deal with uh the, the the mother of uh one of uh his other children and then this came up chuck todd this is just great mm. not happy about it at all um uh, before i
4: close Morning doubt, garrett had a pretty tough piece on on joe biden's uh it was about sort of that the biden family isn't acknowledging all of hunter biden's children uh it's seven grandkids mr president not six I think we've all understand the personal challenge and, and, and concern, and all of these things that the that the that the president has here. But his political foes are see this, and they're trying to exploit. They're try, I mean, there's no doubt. Every day, Desantis or, or or Trump tries to use Hunter to beat up Biden. Uh, how's that world handling it? Look, I don't think anybody envies the position that the president and his
5: family are in mm-hmm. on this issue because his family and Hunter specifically have become his primary political liability in a lot of ways. I mean, look at the cocaine story from the last week and how many Republicans have tried to seize on in that issue. It's really kind of ugly
2: the it, way it's been done. It's kind. he's <laughs> of- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, just there's no way out. So you have to attack. The you know, you have to attack the opposition party. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, again, there's a couple of things here, you know, with the, the, the child again, that this is in response. It's not a Hunter thing. Nobody cares what Hunter says. It's a president thing. Yeah. The yeah. president said it, and the president is the one you can't. Liberals, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say this whole thing is horrible. The Republicans are going after Hunter, and he has had a drug problem, and the drug problem uh, is is you know we've all had addiction in the family, and so we need sympathy. And this is just about a father who loves his son, mm-hmm. and a father who loves his son, mm-hmm. a father who loves his son, and ignores that he has a seventh grandchild. Yeah, by that son,
0: right. Does he not love the grandchild?
2: You can't have it both ways, liberals. You know, it's but
0: you you see this and we've been talking about it from the beginning. The Hunter Biden liability is just as bad as the Joe Biden liability to himself. Yeah. And it it, sorry comes as one package. There's no way it wasn't going to.
2: Right, because the defense, and we saw it on The View, you know, The, the View was the ultimate <laughs> example of that, yeah. which was, this is about a father who loves his son, and we've all had addiction in the family, yeah. and it's just, it's so terrible. A couple of weeks that, later, they find cocaine at the White House. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's where you look at it, and the, the, the questions there that you get into there is number one. If a if a white powder, well, num- number one, the different locations that that the the sto- the different stories that mm-hmm. were put out there, mm-hmm. and now we find it's in a very secure area where the uh, you don't have regular tours going through this. Right. These are only these right. are only people that yeah. have yeah. business in the White House mm-hmm. and family members. Right. And so when you look at it and you say, okay, who could get in without being searched? Right. Very few people but who could get in without being searched going through the same search procedures mm-hmm. family
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah there are very few and, people that are going
0: right. to you know that are going to have that kind of access to it um uh, to to that part of the white house and uh you know the the whole idea of a first of all any white powder being found at the white house oh, that's
2: the, the national security concerns yes mm-hmm.
0: yep and the the media just well it's
2: mysterious. Well, it's not mysterious. Well, there's another thing too. If they don't know who put it there, then the Secret Service, the head needs the head of the Secret Service needs to resign. Yes, that entire detail needs to change. Right. Because there's more cameras at my house apparently than at the White House.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I damn sure know who brought it into my house by now. Yeah. And they're just they they do know. They're just playing this game like it is a
2: mystery. But the, the when Corrine Jean Pierre is sitting there, said it's so irresponsible. What has what you know what has come out? In fact, asking that question mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so ir, you know irresponsible because he wasn't. They weren't here Friday. They weren't here. You're not answering the question. But it's almost as if, and she's done this so much. She even did it when. You know, the first thing about the, the Hatch Act, we've explained it over and over again. No, you haven't. You know, the thing about this, too, is that this story
0: becomes a liability whether they come out, even if they come out tomorrow and say, OK, it's Hunters. It's a liability then. If they leave this sitting here and never answer the question, they leave it to the imagination of the American people. Oh, yeah. So there, there's yeah. no win here.
2: No, there is not a win and you know that because of the number of well, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh even when uh probably cocaine was more popular in the seventies, more I mean there were no memes back then <laughs> but but the number of blow memes that I've seen mm-hmm. uh you know over the last you know week has just been Yeah through the roof. Right. I mean it's just it's on social media like you can't believe that's the, as we've always stated, that stuff like that gets into popular culture. Right, right. This and, is
0: the kind of stuff that, that, that people talk about, joke about, stays in circulation. It's not the, that, this kind of story, even if, again, even if they came out tomorrow, you know, and tried to put this to rest, you can't. The story is not going to go. This is going to weigh on the entire Hunter Biden situation and 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 bribery and everything else you know just when the left thought they had something which was weak to begin with like you mentioned on the view this is a love of a father trying to take care of a son with an addiction two weeks later cocaine found at the white house i mean it just keeps getting worse right yeah holy cow I mean, it's over and over and over again. We still got a full year till their convention. I just don't know. Uh, Honestly, the left has to be looking at this going, all right, we can't afford this. We just can't afford this. We can't afford for Joe Biden to bring the entire party down. Because I'll ask the question, the same question I asked in 2020. What if he wins? Then what? Kamala Harris? Really? Because that's where we are. He's not healthy enough to finish a second term. Everybody knows that.
2: Well, then we did get an example. Uh, I'm going to play this audio cut here. Uh we do have this example since you mentioned her.
3: Well, I think culture is, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs>
0: If they found weed in the White House, we would also know whose it is.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, her answer was wrong. Culture... You talk about cultures relating to yourself is the environment that you grow up in.
0: Yeah. I I don't know what her answer was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. It was was clearly wrong. You're right. Right. But I just don't know what the hell it was. It's like some such a simple question. Culture. Well, culture is the environment that you grow up in. It can relate mm-hmm. to your ethnicity, religion, mm-hmm. uh, your, the neighborhood that you're uh, you're 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 in. Your can parents, in you it can be defined in the neighborhood. It can be defined within right.
0: a family and inside of a company,
2: inside of a country, it, 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 inside, inside of a, of a country. country. But it's the it's the environment that you basically grow up, in. that's the culture that you grow right. In. You you create right. a you can create
0: a culture by certain behaviors and policies mm-hmm. within a company, within a country, within the behavior of individuals. And also social behavior will define. I, you can go on and on and on and on. And folks, we're just getting back from vacation.
2: I know. And, well, and the interviewers there. I mean, I just love how the interviewers are like shaking their head, like uh huh, like uh-huh. we understand uh-huh. what you're saying yeah, we, with big smiles, uh-huh. and it's like, yeah, I want some do, of what do, she's smoking. I, I guess that that's what got me with that one. When the realization, and I do this every day for a living, but still, when you take a couple days off, you're just going, oh, yeah, that's right. What's what I do for a living? But I love when people talk. And don't communicate any messages between them, yet they're all smiling as if they're communicating messages between each other, and they're not. Yeah. It's, it's just the most bizarre thing. It's weird. we got a great show ahead, Eight six six ninety red eye
4: On a hot summer day, the last thing you want to feel is a blast of warm air when you turn on your air conditioning. A malfunctioning AC system will leave you uncomfortably shifting in your seat, not to mention it can affect the safety and performance of your entire vehicle. And your productivity. Keep your AC system running smooth and your deliveries on schedule this summer with the following maintenance tip: replace your cabin filters at least once a year. As dirty cabin filters are possibly the most common cause of AC system malfunction, or worse, failure. Replace your cabin filters more frequently if you operate in a dirty or humid environment. This report is brought to you by Shaw Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866 90 Eye on Red Eye Radio.
2: on radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. We've got so much coming up here on the 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 show today. Some great audio. Uh the uh <laughs> this is one thing I shook my head. I went, Well, I'll wait till I get back last week and 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 uh and see the cross examination of the These are the hottest days ever on planet Earth. Yes, it was the hottest day ever. I'm like, We're all gonna die. And the first thing I went was bull <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well you come down to texas we'll show you how.
2: And, and well did you see the other one that, that uh, uh came out the uh from the u.n study claiming that extreme heat will make the u.s south unlivable for human humans by 2070 yeah i mean it's like okay yeah, yeah. there's be, there's a pushback now on evs there's a pushback now on the climate craziness We need to come out with even more ridiculous rhetoric. All right, here we go. Let's do it.
0: Right. Yeah. I was on the coast and each morning you come out and you can see the waterline to where the high tide went. Oh, the ocean is rising. No, it's high tide. And here in a bit it's gonna be low tide.
1: Radio from the Uniden America Studios, 1-866-907-3339.
2: And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, there's, I just, I find it very hard to believe that when the uh, the Secret Service uh, found that it was there, which would have been last Sunday night, the cocaine. yeah. yeah. That you're telling me it takes a week to find out who it is in a very near the situation room where you're talking about where they discuss the highest classified uh, things in the United States. Right. That you just average people just can't walk in unless you're invited into that area. Right. And then you go through all the search protocols. And so you ask, who doesn't go through the search protocols? The only ones that might not would be family, correct? Yeah. Immediate family. You don't have to go through the same protocol. And so you're telling me that after, now it would have been uh, a week ago, that after seven days, they still don't know? And that the investigation, because this is what we heard late last week, the investigation should be wrapped up by by, uh, Monday. Well, you know exactly who's been in those areas, and if you don't, the head of the Secret Service needs to resign. Yeah. Immediately, because there's a variety of different things you need to be worried about. Number one, security, that somebody could bring a white powder. Forget about the cocaine and forget about Hunter. Right. For the moment, this means somebody could bring in anthrax.
0: Well, the entire idea of having security at the White House is that anybody anybody could be compromised and there are a few exceptions that you let outside of that rule so in my opinion you need to change the entire Secret Service detail
2: right if you don't know
0: if you don't know know. change it all and it should have happened by now Because now we're left with a situation where many people believe the current president is compromised because of some quid pro quo, taking money in exchange for some kind of favor. And now you add to it a situation where someone was able to bring a white powder close to the situation room.
2: What the hell is going on at this White House? Into the White House, right. And, and so then you look at it like any investigator would. Yep. And this, none of this is irresponsible at all. No. No. Uh, and, and I said irresponsible because that's what Corrine Jean-Pierre said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. That it's irresponsible when she says, can you tell us, is it a member of the Biden's families? Which, by the way, is a totally logical question right. for any investigative reporter to ask that question because... Nobody will say, knowing that Hunter Biden had a massive drug problem, including cocaine. That's what we know, right? In fact, how do we know it? Because the entire liberal media is saying, oh, the entire thing is between a father who loves his son, who's a drug addict, and we need to be compassionate about all drug addicts out there, Mm -hmm. because we've all had it. Uh, in in our families and the president loves his family except his seventh grandchild uh yeah (laughs) my god it's just it's just everything is just it's, it's like we're living in a in in the most bizarre world ever but all right so so then you've got here's the problem that the white house has Number one, then it has to be a staff member, most likely. Mm -hmm. Or you're saying that somebody who got close to the situation room as a guest was able to bring it in? Or it has to be another staff member. If it's another staff member, would they not know? And would they not fire that staff member immediately? And wouldn't they have come out and stated it? You're talking about one particular area that I'm sure near the situation room is loaded with cameras. They know exactly who was there in and out without question. They know. Yeah. Why wouldn't they announce it? You have to ask that question. Because if it is Hunter Biden, if that's his cocaine, then does not the entire deal Would there not be more outrage for the entire deal for Hunter Biden at that point? Because at that point, remember, at that point, Hunter Biden has committed a felony Mm -hmm. for having cocaine in the White House. If that is true, you have... Joe Biden, who has completely ignored the situation, really, that was the number one story. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple of days last week, it was the number one story. How did cocaine get in the White House? Right. It's not pot, which is still illegal federally. Mm -hmm. But this is cocaine, which gets you, who knows what the amount is, which can get you small amounts in and by federal law, a significant amount of jail time. Well, the entire thing is, if it's hunters, do they not prosecute? What do you
0: do in that situation? Has any, anybody in the uh, press corps, and I haven't seen it, and and maybe I missed it, ask the question just simply, or, yes or no, do you know who is responsible? We're not asking you that the, the premise of that question is not to tell us who is, but Do they know who is? Because if you don't know by now, something is incredibly wrong.
2: Well, they have said they I I think they've implied at the minimum they don't know that. Yes, they're implying that they don't because because the questions when when any question is asked, they simply say, well, we refer you to the Secret Service. We refer you to the Secret Service. The Secret Service is doing the due diligence and doing the investigation. And uh, when their investigation is complete, we should know.
0: Doesn't take this long.
2: No, well, the thing is, if there was ever a situation that made it crystal clear, even to the the most loyal Biden supporters, that they won't answer any question. no. This was it, because when she asked that question, as we played earlier, and she said, is that cocaine? Does that belong to any Biden family member? And she would not say no.
0: That's the first thing that should have come out of her that, mouth.
2: That was unbelievable. That I couldn't believe that I heard that. I'm like, my God. Are they not going to answer any question? Because well, every single time they don't answer a question, the public goes, okay, okay, all right. Now, we, we've seen the polling on, for example, the the president, whether people believe that uh, he is, you know, that, that he took, uh, uh, you know, uh, illegal money through influence peddling. The mm-hmm. majority of Americans believe that. Now. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and remember when Kirby and Jean-Pierre were standing there and they were asked a question about the whole uh, the quid pro quo and and bribery thing and they didn't immediately come out and say no the president is not compromised and he has done nothing illegal he's done nothing wrong it should be like a reaction you can't even control Does the cocaine belong to somebody in the Biden family? No. No. We didn't hear that. Nope. Once again, they're not quick to defend themselves. Why?
2: And then when she went on with that convoluted answer about the Hatch Act, which still doesn't apply in any way. No. Doesn't apply any way to this at all. Nothing to do with it. It's, And then go on to say they weren't there Friday, weren't there Saturday, yeah. weren't there Sunday. Right. It's like yeah. they like were there Friday. Makes... They were there Friday late. And then right. and so then she gets caught in another lie, Corrine mm-hmm. Jean-Pierre, and mm-hmm. she was accused. Uh, you know, of, you're lying. Right. They were there on Friday. Right. But that's not even the question. Because the question is, was it left there Thursday? Was it left there Wednesday? Has right. it been sitting there for a couple of weeks? Right. Do we know that the Secret Service went into that little cubby hole or whatever it was to check that out.
0: Right. Just amazing. And at some point you have to answer this question. You have to answer how it got into the White House.
2: Yeah. Because
0: if you don't, and I pretty much expect based on recent history, for them to just say, well, we have not, the investigation hasn't concluded, or we're not sure, or the investigation itself is inconclusive. I fully expect them to go that route. But here's the thing. You leave it up to the imagination of the American people, and this doesn't go away. This is the Willie Nelson smoking pot on top of the White House during the Clinton days. Except... It was a white powder that was brought into the White House and was especially dangerous. We can make our jokes about Hunter Biden, but somebody brought a white powder into the White House, and we don't have an answer as to who it was and how it got there or when.
2: And there seems to be no sense of concern from the White House. Right. Or, for that matter, the Secret Service. Right. Because you would think, okay, we've cleared the, you know, the, the the family's cleared. They're not involved in this. Yes. You know, we need to, no, we, the, the, we, we need to. But by, no, by, right. by, by the time they came out with that, I don't remember the timeline of it because I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. But a couple hours later, they should have said, we have the situation. The person that was involved in it has been fired and will be prosecuted. Right,
0: right. We have found you the know, person responsible. Right. It is not a family member, to be clear.
2: Right. That's what you want. But to let it go a whole week, what you're telling the United States is, you're, you're, and and the world, there was a security breach at the White House, and we haven't found it. We haven't found it yet. Something right. this simple, it's like, right. oh my God, is anything secure in the United States? Right. If you say it's Hunter, then you know, okay, uh, uh, you know, he brought it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the mm-hmm. White, with the First mm-hmm. Family bringing anthrax, well then. You've got to, you know, you've got that situation solved at that point. Right. But then you got a felony and a huge felony count against Hunter Biden. Right. You can't
0: create a false fall guy and say it was an employee. Because that if you and we fired the employee and if it's if they fire a real employee, the first thing that real employee does is say, you're not going to make me the fall guy. You're not firing me for this. I'm not taking a fall for him.
2: 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
5: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens today because today was the day that most people were looking at saying, okay, the Secret Service should have this all wrapped up by today, and your thought would be eight days after? Yeah. Really? Right. Eight days after? Right. So uh, somebody brought it in. Yep. And somebody has to be charged with the felony yep. for bringing cocaine into the White House. All right. And then if it's somebody who was a guest, did the Secret Service not go through their proper protocol? But as everybody knows, who would? And by the way, you had experts over the weekend state and say, uh, the the only people that could get in without being searched would be the family.
0: Right. Yeah. No, everybody would go through security protocol, even if you have clearance. So you're gonna you're gonna have to that's right. the only people just that, the daily that's right. The only the ones daily that,
2: routine the only reason that the the only ones that wouldn't yep. would be again the uh the, 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 the first family mm-hmm. or the first extended family. Mm. Uh Breitbart had a story, uh Secret Service vet says only family could sneak cocaine into the White House. Yeah. So in fact, in fact, it was actually Bongino who said it, because he was former Secret Service. Right. (laughs) He said there's absolutely zero chance anyone other than a family member brought the cocaine inside the White House. No chance it would make it past the Mag security checkpoints. Family bypasses those. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, an unzippered bag containing cocaine was found in the White House on Sunday. Secret Service is currently investigating. Which should be terribly, which should be terribly difficult in one of the most secure buildings in the world, yeah. and one filled with surveillance cameras. Right. <laughs> there was a little sarcasm, I believe. Yeah. In that. yeah.
4: <laughs> Top of the hour news is brought to you by Hows Products.
1: From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right. (laughs) I love this headline. Native American tribe demands Ben and Jerry's return its land after 4th of July message. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> These people have any type of self-awareness at all. No, they don't. Seriously. I mean,
0: a- no, they don't. And it was interesting watching some of the headlines fly by. Uh, make Ben and Jerry's Bud Light again. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the thing is, is that we've had these discussions before. And it's really nothing new from the hippies making ice cream. Um, (laughs) What is what is new is that you do it on the wake of in the wake of of what happened with Target, with what happened with Bud Light and everything else. And, you know. There, we, we can have plenty of discussions, but the timing couldn't be worse. It's just a, a total lack of self-awareness.
2: You know, years ago, oh, by the way, in five days, 18 years for us. Yeah, that's right. And we had talked about this years ago when it was brought up. You know, the whole thing about, you know, stolen land. And it's like, Mm. well, they stole it, too. Mm
0: -hmm. There's always been a battle for territory.
2: Right. There's always been a battle for territory. And I'm glad that Rich Lowry in National Review Mm -hmm. uh, said uh, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream wants United States to return the Black Hills to the Lakota, which raises the question. Once his transfer takes place, will the Lakota turn around and give the Black Hills back to the tribes they took it from? It's never a good idea to get your history lessons from an ice cream maker with a hippie vibe that sold out to a multinational conglomerate long ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the Ben and Jerry's July 4th condemnation of the United States is founded on stolen indigenous land is a uh, common enough hostile interpretation of our past that it's worth dwelling on. There is no doubt that our dealings with Native Americans were characterized by brutality, land hunger and duplicity. And constitute one of the nation's foremost sins. The problem with Ben and Jerry's view, which is considered a truism of the left, is that it is immune to complexity and rests on the ahistorical, ultimately condescending belief in inherent innocence and peacefulness of Native Americans. And they go on. Consider the Lakota, Many, like many of the other tribes we encountered on the plains, they were relative newcomers to the areas, getting pushed westwards, by intertribal warfare, and establishing themselves there by force as well. Counter to the saccharine romance of such depictions of Dances with the Wolves, the Kevin Costner movies, Native American society was red in tooth and claw. Native Americans weren't simplistic uh, archetypes, but real people prone to the usual flaws of human nature, including hatred, greed, and violence. The Ben and Jerry's July Fourth message refers to the Lakota fighting to keep colonizers off their land, without any mention of the fact that just a short time before they were the colonizers. And I, the thing is, that's what really surprised me because conservatives had really a long time ago nixed that argument. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, way over a decade ago. Oh yeah, and yeah. really haven't revisited it because. We know what the history is. Mm-hmm. There there are no there are no pure societies. No. No, it just it,
0: the question is how far you want how right. far back do you want to go? Exactly. And and what are you trying and ultimately what are you trying to resolve?
2: And so there's where you get to and so when I saw that Ben and Jerry's came out with that, I went, really? Right, you're you're just. I guess you got nothing to do, so you're just going to recycle. I guess the well, falsehoods you can't... that the only colonizers were <laughs> the Europeans who came to the United States. Well, that it didn't exist before then. You
0: you you just can't in in today's world as a liberal allow people to celebrate anything that includes the American flag. How dare you? We must make the American flag offensive. Any celebration of America must be deemed offensive. Ultimately, because if you want to get to the very foundation of eroding the Constitution, as they've been doing over and over and over again, you have to make the word America, the image of the American flag, you have to make it something horrible in everybody's mind. You have to make it offensive to the point that years down the road, oh, I can't even believe we had such a
2: holiday in this case. And and that's exactly their attempt. As for the Lakota, they didn't gain control of territory to the West through gentle persuasion. They gained control of the Black Hills in the late 18th century by expelling the prior occupants. The history here doesn't neatly line up with the Ben and Jerry's call for dismantling white supremacy and systems of oppression and ensuring that indigenous people can again govern their land and communities they called home for thousands of years. Which indigenous people and which lands? None of this is to minimize the double dealing that saw the United States take the Black Hills after the discovery of gold, or, or the democratic catastrophe that befell Native pe- uh, native peoples, Europeans unleashed terrible epidemics when they came to these shores, although that wasn't something they foresaw, foresaw or intended. The potted version of the nation's history, favored by the likes of Be- Ben and Jerry's, is meant to delegitimize the United States as such. Not only does it make the country's expansion a tale of unadulterated malevolence, but it also can't accommodate the reality of Native American peoples who practiced self-interested, ever-shifting diplomacy with one another and Europeans, and who constantly warred with one another and Europeans for land and hunting grounds, for honor and vengeance, and for captives to add to their numbers. Mm-hmm. Suffice suffice it to say that, no matter what their latter-day champions might wish, these people were not politically correct. So there you go. And I just it was amazing that it's like, really, you're coming back with that. It's almost as if there's there's no like there's no intellectual growth. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we haven't we've done this. okay let's rehash the same thing that we brought up, the same BS we brought up, you know, 15 years ago. Let's bring it up again. It's already been debunked, but. We'll use it again because we've got nothing else. And, right. hey, we're just right. lazy. Right. We really don't want to get into debating the issues. We just want to make accusations, you know, that are that are false. And we'll get to that. We'll get to more of that, too. Think about this because was really interesting, the affirmative action ruling. And you look at the two people that brought up false facts, the two justices that brought up false facts in a couple of the rulings here in the last week after we went on vacation. They brought up falsehoods, things that didn't. Matter to make their legal point, and they were both the ones that claimed that they were uh, recipients of affirmative action. Yeah. Not really a good call. Right. You sort of make the critics' points of affirmative action. Right. But we'll get to that coming up in a little bit and the whole college loan thing. Did you see that even the college loan was the closest when it came to the, the polling? Mm-hmm but it was still a mm-hmm. plurality against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's interesting that the response immediately from the administration was exactly what we said it would be. They, they're they going to have a secondary response, and it's going to be a plan that they already had in place. They knew it was going to fail in the court. They knew yeah, they couldn't do this. Right. They said it. Biden said it at one time, and the former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said it. We don't have the authority. Was, or the president doesn't have the authority. It
2: was really interesting because you know uh, uh, that issue. I, I you know I saw the left was it uh, uh, you know the the whole ruling on um, the from the the federal judge on mm-hmm. the, the the censorship mm-hmm. and the whole thing of you know government because this is really a, a new thing. It hasn't happened. Government uh, using private corporations to do their own censoring. Right. To do government censoring through right. because we've yeah. never had yeah. things like Twitter. We've never had things like. Facebook or, or not, and the judge brought up the very serious, you know, First Amendment, uh, you know, First Amendment uh, situations, and you had Jonathan Capehart, did you see that? Mm. Biden tech censorship efforts, responsible, and the court ruling against them from the fever swamps. Mm. That's uh, the Washington Post associate editor, editor uh, Jonathan Capehart, defended the Biden administration's social media censorship. I mean, like we're rehashing everything again. Like, oh, censorship is good. Censorship is good because the government,
0: because they thought they had won the conversation, and when it came out that you had the government officials going to uh, social media and controlling the conversation, they were okay with that. The left was okay with that because, again, it means that they win the conversation if they can shut down opposition. Mm -hmm. If they can shut down dissent, they control everything. And that's exactly where they're going.
2: Control the mm-hmm. language. and Or stop the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut it <laughs> down and, and punish it. You know, <laughs> shut it is, down. And But the interesting thing is with the censorship, the biggest stories that were censored because we needed the country to know the truth Was not the truth. Right. Right, And the left acts as well, that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Right. Because their intent was good. Yeah. Their intent to lie Mm -hmm. was good. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they would destroy other people with their lies, but they were doing it for the benefit of society... Whether it benefited society or not, and in this case, it did not benefit society, doesn't matter as long as you say you had good intentions. Who was it a couple of weeks ago that
0: said, well, you still haven't proven to me that the Hunter laptop thing wasn't Russian disinformation? Yeah. You know, this is where they are. You can't prove it right here, right now. No, it's you that has the burden of proof if you're making the claim they don't see that you have to disprove what I am claiming. was Brennan or
2: clapper was it that? I think it, it was
0: don't... I want to say it was one of those two yeah yeah I think we, I think it was clapper yeah I think it was, was... clapper because uh, we joked about it, it said a, I'm coming I'm from coming from yeah. you know of all people clapper to say that but of course <laughs> of course it was going to be clapper that said that you know on the at the same time it had yeah, to be it had to be clapper <laughs> You know that's and 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 that's where we are today. You know what was interesting is watching um, social media, and I didn't I didn't jump on a lot, but but watching the reaction, watching the discussion, I really believe that there is a fatigue right now that is in play. Of it, it, people are tired. Of the garbage. There's so much garbage. You and I have been weeding through it. Or wading through it. (laughs) Since. Well it seems like since forever. Since 18 years ago. Since we started together at least. And you get down to the. The the idea is to get down to the facts. And and talk about the facts. Uh, It used to be something else. But in talk radio. You have to get to the facts first. But now people are looking at it going. All right. This is enough. This is just garbage. And this is why I think the cocaine found at the White House, that story is especially damaging. It's it's on top of everything else with, with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And it is something that, that is going to not go away because of all the memes and everything else that you create about it, it's now going to be the Billy Beer, the Willie Nelson, plus something much more serious. It's going to be uh, part parody, but very serious underlying question, how in the hell did that happen? It Or realization maybe at some point, well, it was always going to happen. Hunter Biden, it was bound to happen that Hunter Biden as a first son was going to equal cocaine being found in the White House. You know, it's just, it's you, you step back from it and go, well, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't found. I'm, I'm shocked, shocked that and, it took them
2: this and, long to find cocaine and, in the and, White and, House. And the reason you get to that point is because of the response from the White mm-hmm. House hmm. We want a simple question. Is it a, was a cocaine a, you know, from a member of the Biden family? Well, they weren't here last week. It's irresponsible to ask that. No, it's not. No, because the only person that we know that was a massive out of control drug addict is Hunter Biden. Right. So any investigator would look and say, all right. Who can get through there without being searched? This is basic investiga- police investigation 101. Right. Oh, the family can. Well, do we have anybody who we know to be a massive, out-of-control drug addict for years? Him. Okay, we have to consider him as a person of interest. No, it's irresponsible because a father loves a son. Yeah. How huh? dare you? What? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Eight six six ninety red eye
4: Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. Costs are not the same each month. If 9,600 miles are driven one month and 10,000 miles the next, two different sets of costs apply for each month. For example, if your tractor payment is $1,850 per month and you drive 9,600 miles in the month, your tractor payment is costing you 19.3 cents per mile. Drive 10,000 miles, though, and that same payment will cost you 18.5 cents per mile. This is one of your major fixed costs while paying off a truck loan. The difference in this example is only a fraction of a cent, which may seem like small change, but it ultimately amounts to $960 more annually on the bottom line. Because though fixed costs do not go down over time, you can reduce your cost per mile with more paid miles owner operator business 101 is provided by shell rotella with advanced synthetic technology for more information go to OverdriveOnline.com to the overdrive's partners in business section of the website for more detail on business 101 and many other topics
1: we'll be right back with more red eye radio with eric harley and gary mcnamara
2: It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm telling you, there's so much to uh, to talk about. But I, I was just thinking that the first thing I thought on Friday when I when I saw Karine Jean Pierre not be able to answer the question is the cocaine, you know, does the cocaine belong to one of the Biden family members? Mm-hmm. And she didn't couldn't answer the question. She didn't say no. I went, whoa! Now this is a couple of days after this story's been around. Yeah. Right. Which means how do you get to that point of not being able to say no? Right. Well, it means that, the you know, the Bidens, you would think, uh, asked Hunter, is it yours? And he said no. So the reason that they didn't come out and say, uh, come out and say, well, no, it's not his, is they don't believe him. Yeah. And, and you have to form a
0: narrative because... Everybody on the inside knows that the family members are the only ones that aren't going to be searched. The media already knows Knows that only a family member could bring it in unless there is a massive hole in security protocol.
1: and eric harley taking your calls 1-866-90-RED-EYE
2: and he is eric Harley, and i'm gary mcnamara all right on the uh, supreme court uh, uh, rulings and a couple of them came down after we had already gone on on uh, vacation but uh, the uh, the student loan what was interesting is when I was on vacation, I was up in New York for the first part of it, but every single news story I saw on it was simply one-sided, hmm. only talked to people who had college loans. Yeah, right. That was it. Right. The actual morality and the, the, the ethics of it was never discussed. And as we have stated, to the president and the Democrats, it is more moral. They believe, Their morality is, if you signed and took out a loan, whether you have problems paying that loan back or not, the higher morality is to have people who did not take out that loan did not sign that contract, did not receive the benefits of what that contract provided, which was their education for the loan, that the higher morality is people who did not sign a contract to receive a benefit and therefore acquire debt, those people are not responsible for their own loans people who never had anything to do with signing a contract or receiving the benefits should pay off that loan. Yeah. When you bring it down to that, you cannot argue that point. No. um, You cannot. That is an (laughs) – I know people are saying you can argue any point. All right, it would be an extremely weak argument. Well – you know, it's, it's always been when we hear
0: from people who benefit from it, well, look what the people can do with the money. That's one call we got. All the money that they're not going to have to pay on the loan, look what they can do. I could look at a lot of money that people don't have to pay because somebody else is paying it for them. That's not an argument. That's not a debate.
2: That was the same for the reparations, the the reparations argument. You know how the economy would boom if you gave people all this money? Yeah. And you forget
0: to talk about the source and the massive damage you would do. Right. But they always do that. That's exactly what they do with socialized medicine. Well, we can afford it. Well, see, it's good that we're doing this. And they leave out that part of the equation, how you pay for it.
2: And the effects of who has to pay for it and the the. uh, The the effects of what it will actually do to the system of education, Mm. all those are left out. It's Mm. simply the only thing the media was focused on last week. Was simply how those people who will not get the relief. Of tens of thousands of dollars. Taken off their loan, how it would affect them. Mm. The rest of the entire equation did not matter at all. Right. The constitutional part of it: does the president have a right to do it, or does it fall in Congress? Not a part of the discussion on what. And I probably saw five or six stories from the national media. Not one discussion on that at all. Yeah. Right. So nothing on the legalities of it. Well, this is something that Congress should do. Mm. Even though we all know, that's why and that's why even in the decision, <laughs> in the decision they had Nancy Pelosi and her statement. Yeah. Well, it's because it is very
0: clear that the executive branch doesn't have that kind of authority. Congress can go in and, if they want to, rewrite the law. Mm-hmm but they need the will of the people to do that they need the will of their constituents to do that
2: but the full legal argument the full moral argument is never discussed from the left why not why isn't why are they afraid of the truth i had an interesting conversation again uh met some some people and this was all a part of golfing and You know, had a ton of these different uh, discussions uh, when they were asking me, you know, what's it it like to be in talk radio? I mean, to do that show, what is it like? You know, I mean, uh, I said, well, it's not what it used to be. We actually don't debate the issues anymore. Mm. We're fact checkers. Mm -hmm. Now, we debate the issues, and we will talk about the morality of the issues, and we will – but that's not what's going on. That's not a – major part we don't get we don't get i i would say hardly any response back talking about the substance of anything that we talk about would you agree with that yeah for right. the most part
0: right yeah we and, really and, don't
2: and i'm and i'm talking about 90 if you take 99 out of 100 responses that we get that are negative negative. They're not talking about what we talked about. They've either deflected to a different argument or they say something that we've never said. Very rarely do you get anyone on the left that's willing to actually debate the substance of the issues because they don't even want to talk about the substance of the issue because they know they can't. And we see it across the board on every single issue. Mm-hmm. as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, when uh, that the issue there for the college loans was still the same thing, even though that was the closest, even affirmative action had, you know, the, 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 and that really bothered the left last week when they found out that on every single issue, the majority or, pl- uh, 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 the, uh, not the plurality, mm-hmm. excuse me, the plurality. <laughs> Plurality of uh, of voters on the uh, uh, on the uh, college loan. That was the closest. But the rest affirmative action were majorities agreed with the Supreme Court. Oh, that was driving the left nuts last week. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Well, because it it took away another tool
0: in their agenda. And we talked about it after the affirmative action. Uh, decision came down we talked about that's
2: right that was that did come down when we mm-hmm. were here that's and we're still here.
0: we talked about how i you know i have confidence uh that the liberal college campuses will sidestep what the court did they'll work their way around it um but that's not the you know if look <laughs> we, we we have a long list when it comes to concerns and agenda items on these liberal campuses. It's a given that they're going to remain liberal and they're going to do whatever they can, uh, you know, to sidestep what the court did here or to do whatever it is, you know, that's, that's on their agenda at the moment. Keep in mind, some of these campuses were talking about openly promoting segregation in recent years. And the whole safe space thing. And so this is exactly who they are. They tell you, well, we're fighting racism while implementing things that promote
2: racism. Mm-hmm. Anti-racism. The new definition of anti-racism is racism. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, um, look, on the college loans thing. Uh, it's, it is very clear that the administration doesn't have any tools in their toolbox. Legally, they can't do anything there. They can't. Um, we said, we well, predicted, here's what they can do in terms of repayment. They likely will get away with this whole uh, 5% of discretionary instead of 10% of discretionary income. By the way, for a number of, uh, of individuals, uh, there's an article over the weekend, that will mean some people are paying nothing. Close to nothing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were able to get away with it there. Might that be challenged successfully? I think there's a possibility. Uh, I'd have to spend more time with it. But I think that they were always going to try this, and we talked about it at the beginning, that they're waiting for the college loan decision to come down in order to announce the next step in their plan, and they did it that day. And they're also going to go the soft enforcement route, I guess, starting in October of this year. They're not going to report for a full year. They're not going to report to credit agencies if you are delinquent. So that's kind of a a soft enforcement measure on repayment. It won't hurt your credit for a full year if you're delinquent.
2: Thing is, uh, is Congress going to approve the the money that it's going to cost? You know, the number one the the loans that they've forgiven or the the uh, delay of the loans mm-hmm. uh, already mm-hmm. has cost. Now that was part of the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. but this is past COVID, and this is going to cost every single month. It's tens of billions of dollars that it costs the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Will Congress say we didn't vote for that, right. or will Congress have to vote for it because th- that would be the question here? Well, what you're talking about is You're resetting the terms of the loans where you know the majority of loans will not be paid back, and these are losses to the taxpayer Mm -hmm. if Congress doesn't approve that money being spent.
0: Yeah, which is kind of where
2: we were in in the first place. The taxpayer is the bank here. Yes. And
0: so we have interest in this. And when you look at it from that perspective, that, wait a minute, we're the ones through our representatives – who facilitated these loans. We're the other side of that agreement. We're the other side of that contract. When you look at it that way, then I think we have a clear case. If they do anything that changes the terms of those loans, the question is, how do you approach that? And will it get to the courts? I think you you could see it. I, I think it is possible you'll see a lawsuit. I just don't know where it comes from.
2: Well again I, I the uh, the Congress did here's the problem Congress gave the executive branch the ability to in certain circumstances, you know, in a in a generic way believing that all administrations would be responsible mm-hmm. that you could, you know, you could uh adjust how the loans are paid back. Mm-hmm. It never said well, we're going to make it to the point where you can adjust loans where 80% of the loans will never be paid back. That was never the deal. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is this is where Congress in the past believed that the executive branch would always be responsible and would never do anything that would be this unconstitutional or this insane. And we've seen the administration has no problem doing something that was blatantly unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. What's interesting
0: is the day the decision came down, and they announced their new plan. They said, our new plan is legally sound. They knew from the beginning the other one wasn't.
1: not Was
2: 866 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's on Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. And you saw in the affirmative action ruling. Really, I mean, both, both uh, Jackson, Jackson, with her, their, her complete falsehood about mm-hmm. you know the what double the number of. Of, of black babies survive mm. if treated by black doctors i right. saw that one yeah that was completely completely wrong made wrong made up mm-hmm. even even the uh the uh, uh one legal group that uh you know gave her that information stated that was inaccurate mm. and then uh, what did sotomayor come up with
0: uh there were a couple of of things uh that that i know that uh national review brought up but Sotomayor brought up the whole thing on, uh, Matthew Shepard. Uh, that was the death of Matthew Shepard. Um, and this was in, uh, long descent, uh, written for, uh, creative versus Atlantis. that that would be the website, uh, creator, uh, case. And she said that, uh, she wrote that The murder of Matthew Shepard, who was targeted by two men, tortured, uh, tied to a fence. Um, And she totally left out the, uh, the discussion and also what was going on in later years. It was written about this could have been a meth deal that went wrong, a drug deal that went wrong.
2: Oh, and also the uh, the Pulse nightclub.
0: Yeah, and the Pulse she nightclub uh, uh, comments. Right. When again, the motive for the shooter, uh, she put into one corner, and that's been dispelled as well. There was nothing ever, you know. It, but if you're going to be that way, certainly you're going to be that way openly. In your opinion, as a liberal justice, I really wasn't surprised by either.
1: is Red Eye Radio.
2: And he is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary America. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We're back.
0: Yeah, we're back. I got stung by a jellyfish. Did you really? Yeah, I did. On my foot. Yeah, it hurt. And I pulled some people out of the sand with my truck. I was driving on the beach. And this car, these people were having the worst time. There was a bunch of sand. I don't know if they brought in new sand on this beach because it was really loose and there were signs, you know, very loose sand. And unless you had a four-wheel drive, you probably weren't going to make it through it. Well, these poor folks in a Honda Accord, as soon as I pulled onto the beach from the beach access road, I took a left. I put my truck into four-wheel drive. And I look up and there's a group of people trying to push this Honda Accord, which is front wheel drive, but they're pushing it backwards. They're trying to get out of the sand and it's deep. And I mean, in my four wheel drive, I was having fun, but I realized if I wasn't in four wheel drive, I'd be stuck. And so I said, okay, you you guys need any help? And, and they were like, well, yeah, we don't know where we're, you know, how we're going to get it out. And I said, well, hold on. So I, in the back of my truck, I have a tow rope, and I actually opened my new one because it was longer, and I, I hooked it on. I had to crawl under the car in the sand. By the way, this was all fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was laughing because she knew it was going to be fun for me. I've been waiting for this moment, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to, because I bought some tow ropes and the whole thing, and my thought is, and I've got these hooks on my, on my front bumper that are built into the truck for this very thing. I don't have a, a winch just yet because I haven't decided <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get one, but I haven't decided yet, but it's a simple enough thing. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to hook it on a component. I wanted to hook onto the frame because there were no toe points on this particular vehicle. And then I had the driver get in the driver's seat. I said, okay, I'm going to pop you out of the sand, and then we're going to put it in reverse. After that, put it neutral first, and then we're going to then we're going to tow you back. And so we towed him back, and the car. I didn't know this, but at the front end, the front part of that car was kind of coming undone. But apparently, the the owner told me that had been going on for a while. It wasn't a result of them getting stuck,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but it was an eventful day. And then these kids were driving in a golf cart later. And I was sitting there, you know, the, the pain was pretty intense on the jellyfish. thing. Oh, right. So oh, that after pulling the car out and those folks got on their way, it was, it was very good. By the way, plenty of other people helping them uh, push as I was pulling with my truck and the whole thing. So it was, it was a it was a group effort. And then went swimming and I, I felt something brush across the top of my foot. And I was like, all right, well, it doesn't start hurting right away. But by the time I was, because I realized that was a creature, that was not. Uh, There's a bunch of uh, what they call sargasm. You might call it seaweed. Uh, but on the beaches there on the Gulf Coast. And I didn't see any dead jellyfish. I didn't even see any jellyfish in the water until after this happened to me. And there weren't many. But I felt something brush and I knew it was a li- living creature. I was grateful it wasn't a stingray. Because when a stingray gets you, now that's a that's a visit. That's you're going to the ER. Yeah. Um, if the if the if the stinger is embedded into your foot, then it's it's a trip. Uh, so, as I realized that it was a living creature, I thought, well, I better go take a look at it and see. You know, I'll get to shallow water, and I, I got to shallow water. Then it started hurting pretty good. And then my son was like, "Okay, you got to apply heat." At first, I was applying ice. He goes, "No, you got to apply heat." Well, these young, uh, this this young guy uh, was, this young kid was was driving a golf cart on the beach, and he too got stuck in the sand. Some other young kids went over to push him out, and I thought, "Well, I can't just sit here," you know. um, So I got up, and I thought, "This will take my, you know, my mind off the pain of my foot." So we all pushed it out. The whole thing, you know, I was going to use my truck, but I thought, man, it's a little overkill. It's just a golf cart. So we pushed them out and it was, you know, the kid was having fun. Those kids were, I mean, everybody on the beach was just having such a good time. But I realized that as we were pushing them out, we were in that deep sand and it was extremely hot. And so I was burying my foot repeatedly in the, that hot sand, oh. and it worked to relieve the oh, pain. Oh, I thought it
2: was going to hurt more. Okay. Well,
0: my son right. had looked it up and said, you're supposed to apply right. heat. And I was like, yeah, well, the ice feels pretty good to numb it right now, but I will, I'll, I'll apply heat. And so I did it inadvertently. I just did it as a matter of, you know, pushing through that sand, and
2: it worked. It's interesting that you mentioned the uh, the jellyfish because the video came out. Did you see the video of the shark at Navarre Beach? Yeah. Yeah, that is. I I I was stunned. There were look- there were two.
0: They did. Is it the one where there were <clears throat> two? The one shot where there were two. There was one in the background at the very end. You could see.
2: Uh, I don't know but- if that was a person. People back. I couldn't tell because the woman was pretty wild with the camera. Yeah. But the one shot I saw is the exact spot where I encountered the shark, the small shark that hit my leg, mm-hmm. like the. Tail or whatever the yeah, back of it yeah, yeah, hit yeah. my leg, and I did the uh, I talked about back in nineteen eighty four, and it was just to the west of the old Navarre Pier. That's the new Navarre Pier that they put in,
0: right? It, yeah.
2: it's huge. I mean, it's a right. very long pier. But I saw them with oh my God, that's exactly the spot where I encountered the shark. But that thing, that shark was big. No, it was huge. That was a huge. It the, was huge, and the, and and it seemed as if it had no interest in hunting any human. Because it was pretty close to people and was just wandering through, you could tell, yeah, yeah, pro- probably yeah. because there was no mistaking for, you know, people who were in regular bathing suits and, yeah. you know, and water yeah, looked like if it was. Yeah,
0: they're colorful, you know, it's when you start dressing up like a seal.
2: A seal, yeah, yeah, You exactly. know, and you go
0: diving. But when- uh, now, now those dive suits have become more colorful, I've noticed. Yeah.
2: When when you she screamed, everybody screaming, get up! Yeah. I mean, it was a scene from Jaws. That yeah, it really was, and interestingly yeah. enough, it was just it was right there mm-hmm. at that part of that beach where they filmed Jaws two. Mm-hmm. They filmed yeah. a significant portion of Jaws two right there, right. where yeah. the Navar where the Navarre Pier is now. The right. hotel yeah. that was a little bit to the west of the Navarre Pier, where mm-hmm. the old Holiday Inn used to be, mm-hmm. or the old uh, uh, that got blown away by one of the which hurricane it was and so did the old pier they had to put in a new pier what about 15 years ago i think it was mm. something like that but that was pretty freaky because that was a big shark weaving its way through people you know it's it was interesting. like
1: whoa
0: um i have a friend who who will fish off piers quite a bit and the fish that he's going after uh will often be chased by sharks while he's actually got them on the line <laughs> It's like, man, the sharks are trying to get my fish. Uh this fish that I've got on. And if and and there's a lot of bait fish that as a swimmer you're probably not gonna notice, you're not gonna see. And the water there is clear. The water at the Gulf over on in in Texas, especially this trip, was anything but clear where we were. Uh there was a TikTok video apparently of, of the Galveston water. We were not at galveston island but we were close to galveston and the water uh as the tide comes in um it is a i mean it's stirring up a lot of sand and so it's not it's not Mm -hmm. clear at times and so you but when it is clearer uh, this was the this was the year that it was that was really much different and i'm not sure what was going on with the tide but there was, there was something much different going on. We we had uh, tar on the on the beach, which I haven't seen on our beach uh, ever yet, actually, to this point. And so there were different things going on. But in years past, if you look for them, you can see the bait fish.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We were at this beach, this is years ago, and my niece and her husband and I were swimming way out past the sandbar. And then all of a sudden, a group of what I think was whiting, which would be a bait fish. They're also good eating. But they were zigzagging. They zigzagged in front of me in a very quick fashion, which means they're being chased (laughs) by something much larger. Something much larger then passed in front of me. I didn't say anything to my niece. She was close to me. Her husband had swam out to the next sandbar. I said, Steve stacy let's uh let's go back in and we're getting a little too far out for my comfort, so we did, and I didn't tell them until we got back on mm-hmm. sure what I had seen, but you will see that I had reached down one time and and touched a shark it was probably about four feet long uh based on the size of the dorsal that i that I touched and the sight of it, and you know a shark when you touch it i mean it's it's very different than any other fish if you've ever mm-hmm. touched one. And and so then it, what was weird was it didn't swim away as fast as you would think. Uh, like a ray, it, unless you step on a ray, it's going to move pretty quickly. Um, But if you, you know, normally a, if you bump into another, any other fish, it's going to move along. And uh, this one didn't move along very quickly. It was—I don't know what it was doing—but I reached down, actually, to wash some sand off of my hand, and touched it, and uh, it was very clearly a shark.
2: Yeah, I got hit just by the uh, the, the, the 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 fin mm-hmm. of a small shark mm-hmm. when I used to spend hours out there body surfing. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was a, especially there was a uh, tropical storm in the Gulf. Yeah, it was much better than surfing. Right. You, you become the surfboard, and so right. you can catch a good five- or six-foot wave, and it takes you quite a bit. And mm-hmm. You can also get hurt
3: <laughs> very yeah. easily yeah. And
2: be, trying to be the uh, the surfboard, too, but uh, that's when I got And I don't think I was uh, – I, I don't if, – if I went to the beach now, I don't know if I'd go in the water. <laughs> uh, I'd go into in maybe up to my waist, whatever, but we, I'm we, not going as far out as I was back then trying to bob, bob up and down, trying to catch a wave. We – We go out pretty, we go out pretty deep.
0: I go out, uh, I'll go out chin deep. Um, You kind of have to know, you know, where you're at, how far you are, uh, where the sandbars are. Um, But yeah, we go in. What's interesting is my granddaughters are not shy at all about getting in the water. Um, If I were to let them, they'd go out as far as they could go. I saw one guy uh, that was uh, doing some surf fishing and I was watching him from the deck of the house we were in and he was out on the other side of the beach. There's a fishing area, but it's notorious for riptides. And I was watching him and two other people. The other two were about waist deep. He went out further, and he was above chin-deep. And he had his line in, and I thought, well, does he have something on? It didn't appear that he had a fish on. And I just sat there and watched him. I thought, this doesn't look great. It was in the evening, and I thought, man, that's really risky. On that side of the beach where, again, Mm -hmm. a riptide can happen. In fact, not far from the house we uh, the area we stay in, uh, there is uh, a very clear sign that will tell you do not enter the water because there are most often riptides in that area. And I drove, in fact, I drove on that beach and the signs are all over. They're posted all over. Do not enter the water. they have had, uh, according to one source, nine drownings, I think they well, said since 2015
2: well you know they they talked about the the drownings out in, uh, in the in in the panhandle near Destin and said they're they they were not flagged mm. that's what mm. the Okaloosa county sheriff mm. said they were mm. not mm. remember you had the the uh, former NFL quarterback who also mm. uh, yeah. you know drowned out there and they were yeah. saying that, that all the warnings were out and he was yeah. saying actually they they weren't well or was it a two flag warning or something like what's that? what's interesting flag
0: about this part it's it's near a bridge and it is it shows you know again there are permanent signs you can't there's no time that you can get in oh the water. okay all
2: right
0: it's permanent because of the nature of the the flow of the water through that area through that channel uh but yeah um you gotta you really gotta be careful you've got to be careful and not and and have your head
2: in the game when you get in the water i'm safe in my pool yeah eight <laughs> six six ninety red eye
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's on radio. He is there, Carly. I'm Gary McNamara. Excuse me. Coming up on the show (laughs) following uh, the bottom of uh, the hour. The hottest days ever. I mean, the hysteria is now coming out from the climate change people again uh, uh, last week. And the other one, southern states Mm -hmm. may not be... (laughs) may not be able to, I'm paraphrasing here, would be less inhabitable for human beings because of the heat by 2070.
0: Uh, Just as a footnote, 78 degrees was our high on Thursday because we had cloud cover. And on the water, it's always about 10 degrees cooler at least. Uh, Usually at this time of year, 90, 92. and, And the wind is constant but it was 78 degrees because of the cloud cover we had a couple of small showers that came through in the morning and it was great and we said we'll nev- never get this again in in mm-hmm. July on the beach 78 degrees that was that was awesome and that was what yeah. uh one or two days after the hottest day ever
2: well and and that has that has already been been challenged of course. about uh, hottest day ever, going back 125,000 years. Yeah, like no, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't make that comparison. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into some of the uh, specifics on that one, and then also the uh, it won't be humans will not be able to <laughs> habitate mm-hmm. the southern states by 2017. Mm-hmm. Hey, has Wash is Washington? Are you using gondol- the gondolas yet?
0: Yeah, no, they're
2: not. No, um,
0: and uh, everybody in the South gets it. We get it. Now, you're going to need some air conditioning, but we already know. It's hot in the South. That's nothing new.
2: In the summertime. Uh-huh. It's just
0: stupidity.
2: By the way, is the wind supposed to blow later on this week? Oh, that's one thing I did see when I was up in New York. Mm. Texas, Texas is saved by the wind power.
0: Uh huh. Right. It's like. Yeah, right.
2: Really? That's mm. what you're going to use. If it wasn't for the wind blowing, Texas would have been short on power. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the windmills. Yeah. No. Which means if there was no wind, we would have been in trouble. Exactly. We should. They're trying to spin that into a positive. Right. No, admitting what's wrong with
0: the system. They're admitting yes,
2: exactly. that in, on right. days where there's no wind, there's a problem. It would have been a, there would have been a problem. I'm wondering by the end of the week, we're supposed to be back up to 100 again. Is the wind supposed mm-hmm. to blow?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for winds of, you know, 10, 15, 20 miles an hour because mm-hmm. then you have enough wind power. Mm-hmm. If the wind doesn't blow and it's that hot, you've got trouble. Yeah, exactly. Well, that means there's no problem because uh-huh. the wind blew. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. And then when it doesn't. Well, it's not the wind's
2: fault.
1: Giving you 70% each night, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And
2: he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, we were on vacation last week, and I heard hottest days ever. Oh, come on. Yeah. Figured we had to uh, to, uh, to, to hear uh, uh, this mean, and, and you know, the Ben and Jerry's, you know, let's go after 4th of July. and Sure. But uh, the first thing I thought of is, okay, I'd like to see just some basic analysis of who did this particular study that talked about it's the hottest, two hottest days uh, on, uh, on Earth on record. Uh, Steve Malloy here, Wall Street Journal. Global warming industry has declared that July 3rd and 4th were the two hottest days on er- Earth on record. The reported average global temperatures on those days was 62.6 degrees Fahrenheit, supposedly the hottest in 125,000 years. They claim temperature was derived from the University of Maine's Climate uh, uh, Center, which relies on a mixture of satellite temperature data and computer model guesses to calculate estimates of temperatures. One obvious problem with the updated narrative is Is that it also is that there are no satellite data from 125,000 years ago. Right. Calculated estimates of current temperatures can't be fairly compared with guesses of global temperature from thousands of years ago. A more likely alternative to the 62.6 degree estimate is something around 57.5. The latter is an actual average of surface temperature measurements. Taken around the world and processed on a minute by minute basis by a website called temperature.global. The numbers have been steady this year with no spike in July. Hmm. Moreover, uh, the notion of average global temperature is meaningless. Average global temperature is a concept invented by and for the global warming hypothesis. It is more a political concept than a scientific one earth and its atmosphere is large and diverse and no place is meaningfully average average global temperatures also changes on a seasonal basis temperatures are higher globally during the northern hemisphere summer because more sunlight uh, trapping land in this case the uh, climate uh, groups estimated temperatures in early July were skewed by a heat wave in the Antarctic, where areas may have warmed some uh, Antarctic temperatures by as much as 43 degrees. This is likely the explanation for the difference between 62.6 and 57.7 degree estimates. Another problem is that our temperature data is imprecise. It has been estimated that 96% of U.S. temperature stations produce corrupted data. About 92% of them reportedly have a margin of error of a full degree Celsius or nearly two degrees Fahrenheit. The lack of precision of reported temperatures, whether estimated or measured, is not reassuring. Temperature stations also tend to be limited to populated areas. This is something that we had talked about uh, with the uh, the U.N. going back at least, what was that, a decade ago, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, much of the Earth's uh, surface isn't measured at all. Although NOAA likes to present global temperatures starting in 1880, regular temperature collection in places such as the North and South Poles began much, much later. It is implausible to characterize Earth's warming in a single average number, especially when we really don't know what that number is today, much less 125,000 years ago. Right. They make it up to fit a narrative, of course. And then you had this one, an NBC meteorologist suggested Sunday that the United Nations prediction that extreme heat could make certain U.S. areas in the south unlivable for humans in the future probably is closer than you might think. Hmm. During a discussion about the extreme heat waves expected to impact parts of the U.S. this summer, which, by the way, happen every summer. Yeah, right. U.S. Meteorology, NBC meteorologist Angie Lesman called a controversial 2022 U.N. climate report claiming that rising temperatures in the U.S. will make parts of Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, and California less suitable for human habitation by 2070. The human body simply can't handle these levels of heat and will go into heat stress. Good God. Guest host Joe Fryer <laughs> mm. said on NBC Sunday today. With much of the country and the world experiencing these record temperatures, at what point do certain areas just simply become uninhabitable for humans?
3: Mm.
2: Lastman said Fryer's concern is actually probably closer than you think, highlighted the highlighting the widely denounced report, which warned that in some areas of the U.S. South In other regions of the world, heat waves will become so dangerous in less than 50 years that human life there will be unsustainable if no action is taken to reassess the world's climate policies. Yeah, well, I mean, again,
0: the government can save you. And in this case, the collective governments are going to save you.
2: Well, look, we've talked about this. That every single major, every single catastrophic prediction made by the climate insane activist over the last fifty years, every one never came to be. Right, not one. Right. No, I mean, and, when, and when, when is the it, goalposts? Yeah, when is it time to be suspicious? Huh. You've been right. wrong every single time. Right. And that's why I brought up, remember, Miami was supposed to be underwater now. Mm -hmm. Washington was supposed to be, D.C. was Mm -hmm. supposed to be underwater now. Mm -hmm. None of it happened. No.
0: No, it's, you know, again, the scare tactic. And if we want to save our own lives, we need government to do something about it. What is government going to do about it? except shut industry down. That's not going to do anything about the temperature. That's not going to do anything to solve the heat situation in the South. But it will further their agenda. If they can get more control over industry. This is exactly what they've been trying to do for a long time. Under my plan of cap and trade, electricity rates will necessarily skyrocket. Forget what I say about coal, whether it's good or bad. I'll pass regulations that will cost them and they'll pass it along to their consumer. Barack Obama talking to the San Francisco Chronicle in 2008. And after he got into office, I don't need Congress to get cap and trade done. I can do it administratively,
2: and as we know, for example, that again, it's not even when when we see, for example, the um, uh, the Keystone Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Thousands of jobs were cut, and even by their own, were were thousands of great union jobs eliminated, mm-hmm. and even by their own hypothesis. Uh, you had what three members of the president's cabinet that disagreed with what he did? Yeah, saying no, this will have the opposite effect on climate change, and nobody threw, a, nobody threw a fit, including on the, left. the climate czar. Including the climate czar, it would have been best to keep the pipeline, right? Was there any outrage by the climate activists,
0: Greta, I mean, and she's the only one yeah, that Greta, gave up yeah. on the left and said, "You yeah. guys can't do anything," right? You're not doing anything about it. Net zero is not zero.
2: That's the interesting thing. That's the great uh, liberal circular firing squad is Greta and now others are coming out and saying, you're just all symbolism. You really don't want to stop it. So if you don't want to stop it, why are you doing it? To collect as much of the people's cash as they possibly can and to control more of the economy. Yep.
0: If they can control larger chunks of the economy and gain control of that in, in 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 big ways.
2: Remember, in a bizarre way, <laughs> in a bizarre way, and not in every way, but in a very important way, Greta agrees with us that the left is BSing you on what they're doing is going to stop climate change. Right. Now,
0: here's what they really <laughs> would have to do. You would have to kill off a large chunk of the population. You can't state that as your intended goal. And Bill Burr, you know, in one of his stand-ups, you know, all right, look, I'm running for president. And and look, if we're going to solve this whole thing, a lot of you are just going to have to die. (laughs) Now, now bear with me. Bear with me. (laughs) And those... Those are the things
2: that, of course, they can't say out loud. Why? Robert Reich did on health care, and they cheered him. Mm-hmm. Old people, but he was talking to young. Oh, people. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You can't see young it. people. Oh, you're
0: going to have to okay. pay more, and they're 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 like, did did he say more? Smattering of applause. Old people, we're going to let you go home so you can die. Yay! Because we're never going to be old. Yay! and that was years ago and of course he's old now and they're much older
2: and and i and i find out uh really 16 years later after he said that i am more against what he said oh yeah as i get older oh yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah no 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 this is
2: clearly wrong clearly 16 wrong. years older has made me even more of an advocate against Robert Rice's that's, plan that's right. to let old people die. That's right. I'm more against it now. And I believe I'll be more against it a year from now and five years from now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'll no. be I'll be more passionate.
0: No, I'm 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 evolving. <clears throat> every day. And it it's to the point now where I think people that are older, should pay no taxes.
2: <laughs> I like that idea. If yeah. you're going to let us die... <laughs> <laughs> then we don't pay for it. <laughs> That's right. I'm not going to pay for my own death. <laughs> exactly. Am not
0: giving you money so I can go home and die? No.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. Well, I'm
2: i am going to feel some compression this year, you know. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, From the Texas State Legislature. Right. My, my property taxes... Should be going down.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. There's no inflation or anything to counter that.
2: <laughs> Why do you think I'm working? <laughs> exactly. That's 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 my retirement plan. I figured out my retirement. I'm going to work. Well, you know this. Is, <laughs> this the this was, inflation.
0: This is the flaw in 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 what the administration announced on on student loans. <laughs> Well, now your minimum payment is going to be based on 5% of discretionary income, not 10%. Well, thanks to inflation, it's not going to mean much (laughs) at all. (laughs) And they don't see it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You know, for some people, it's like, yeah, uh, thanks a lot, but geez, you know, well, The rate of inflation more than makes up for it. Even if my student loan is nothing, I'm paying, you know, out the nose for everything else.
2: (laughs) Thanks a lot. 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Eye Radio. He's Eric Curling. I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the top of the hour, uh, prominent uh, rapper says Los Angeles is finished after zero bail policy reinstatement. Watch how bad it gets. New poll out there. What is the salary that Americans say they need to feel comfortable? Mm. What salary would the majority of Americans say? Okay, this would make me feel. Uh, this would make me feel uh, uh, comfortable say this it's over three times the median u.s household income biggest reasons inflation and interest rates hey you can blame both of them on what spending government spending directly to government spending yep yeah uh, we'll get to the latest uh job numbers uh out there and and uh also some um uh worries and there's got to was something else too. Oh yeah, the whole censorship thing—the judge and mm. and, uh, and uh, the, uh, federal mm. the federal government restricting the federal government from from uh, colluding with social media companies to take away Americans' First Amendment rights.
0: Yeah, I still ask the question: Does the FBI or did the FBI just have an office at Twitter?
2: There were so many former
0: FBI people at Twitter. You have to wonder.
1: This is Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning.
2: We are so happy that you're here. All right, so this heated up while we were on vacation. Yeah. Now, I mean, this had been out there. You didn't know a lot about it. You knew that there was the that uh, Israeli professor who claimed that he had information against the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that's why the United States came after him for what he says are false charges. Mm. Uh, Miranda Devine uh, wrote about this in the the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post last week. The missing witness from the Biden corruption investigation, Israeli professor Dr. Gal Luft, has laid out his bribery allegations against the president's family in an extraordinary video filmed in an undisclosed location while he's on the run. In the 14-minute recording obtained exclusively by the New York Post, the fugitive former Israeli Army officer claims he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying to the House Oversight Committee that the Biden family received payments from individuals with alleged ties to Chinese military intelligence and that they had an FBI mole who shared classified information with their benefactors From the China-controlled energy company, CEFC. The self-proclaimed fall guy says he provided incriminating evidence to six officials from the FBI and the Department of Justice in a secret meeting in Brussels in March of 2019, but alleges it was covered up. By the way, that letter did appear the other day. Mm. Saw that letter appeared that showed that the meeting did take place. Right. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about a, about a potential security breach and about compromising information about the man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people who I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life from. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I have no political motive or agenda. I did it all out of deep concern. That if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of DOJ's cover-up, this is exactly what happened. I warn the government about a potential risk to the integrity integrity of the 2020 elections. Ask yourself who was a real criminal in this story. House Oversight Chairman uh, James Comer, who was preparing to interview Luft before Luft disappeared, said, remember, this is the guy, the witness, they said disappeared, remember? Right, right. Says the Israeli remains a potential witness in the Biden family probe. Despite his fugitive status, It mm-hmm. remains to be seen whether Luft is the man who will bring down the Bidens, but he is not going quietly into the sunset. He is determined to tell the American public his version of the truth calling himself patient zero of the Biden family investigation. Left said he is innocent of the charges of conspiring to sell Chinese weapons to Kenya, Libya, and the UAE, of violating the Foreign Agents Registration Act, and of making a false statement. He says he was forced to skip bail in Cyprus in April while waiting extradition, extradition because I did not believe I will receive a fair trial in a New York court. Now he is challenging the government to release the minutes of the Brussels meeting and make public all the evidence against him. Hmm. Well, that seems to be fair. I would, yeah, that's that's a I, fair I, approach. Again, I, I'm not giving him, I, I, I'm looking at this like we always look at everything from day one. I don't trust anybody. Exactly. <clears throat> Right. Who's willing to open themselves up and say, you'll you give you give them everything you have on me. And you give them everything that I told you. Right. Present all the evidence. You present the evidence against me that you claim I committed a crime and you make it clear. Don't throw just the charges. Open up all your books so the public can see what you have against me. How and is that a- not fair? And then open up the books about our meeting in Brussels. Why did the Department of Justice choose to unseal the indictment on November first, twenty twenty two, the very same week of the midterm elections? Could this have anything to do with the fear that once Republicans gain control over Congress and begin to investigate, the DOJ cover up would be in full display? Love says he told the DOJ and the FBI in Brussels that Joe Biden soon after his vice presidential term ended had attended a meeting at the Four Seasons Hotel with his son, Hunter, and officials from CEFC. Luff's account of the former vice president's presence at that meeting was corroborated 21 months later when the FBI interviewed another attendee, Biden family associate Rob Walker. According to recent testimony before Congress, Luff disclosed during the Brussels interview that the CEFC was paying $100,000 a month to Hunter, and 65,000 to his uncle Jim Biden in exchange for their FBI connections and use of the Biden name to promote China's belt and road initiative around the world and that the money was being funneled through Walker the oversight committee has written to walker demanding that he submit to questioning about his role in distributing more than 1 million from China to at least uh, 3 of President Biden's relatives. The Department of Justice sent a delegation of six people to meet with Luft in Brussels, he alleges, four FBI agents and two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York. Among the FBI contingent was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore field office who would go on to sign a subpoena later that year to seize Hunter's abandoned laptop from a Delaware repair shop. Why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people, asked Luff. They knew very well that I'm a credible witness and I have insider knowledge about the group and individuals that enrich the Biden family. Over an intensive two-day meeting, I shared my information about the Biden's family financial transactions with CEFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's Bagman. That's quotes, by the way, from uh, him. He also told the DOG DOJ and the FBI in Brussels that Hunter had an FBI mole named One Eye who had tipped off his CF C-E-F-C, uh, me, C-E-F-C associates, Dr. Patrick Ho and the chairman, uh uh Yi Xia Ming, that they were under investigation. Left as well connected in intelligence circles in Washington, DC, where he ran a think tank. The Institute of Analysis for Global Security with former CI Director James Woolsey and former National Security Advisor Robert McFarlane as advisors. He learned in 2017 that Hunter and Joe were being paid by CEFC because luff was in a partnership at the time uh, with a nonprofit think tank associated with the Chinese company. When hmm. Ho was arrested in 2017 in New York on bribery charges, the first person he tried to call was Hunter Biden, whom he had paid one million as a legal retainer, but at his trial, Ho was blocked by prosecutors from mentioning the Bidens, according to Luft. Ho paid Hunter Biden a million dollars for God knows what, but was not allowed to mention the word Biden before the jury. Luft said, "So this is all going to be interesting. They go through everything else uh, here. It's a long, it's a uh, pretty long uh, uh, article." Uh, But uh, Luff denies the charge that he's an arms dealer. He said, I was asked by a bona fide arms dealer and Israeli friend to inquire with a company I knew if they had an item and what would be the price of the item. That's where the conspiracy ended. No follow up, no money, no brokering activity. He also faces a FARA charge of acting as an unregistered foreign agent of CEFC. The DOJ says I caused a payment of $6,000 a month to the former CIA director who was part of my think tank in order to put his name in an article I had ghostwritten for the Chinese Daily's newspaper. He had been advisor to my think tank since 2002, and nothing in their article represents Chinese interest. Why am I being indicted for ghostwriting an innocuous article for which I received no payment, let alone from a foreign government? When the mother of all FARA cases, the Biden's uh, systemic influence peddling on behalf of foreign governments for which they raked in millions, goes unpunished. Hmm. Really interesting because he's trying to come clean and saying, release everything you have against me right. and everything that I told you. Right. Make it available to the public. Look, all norm- of it. Normandy, in normal times, I'd look at this guy and say, OK, he's trying I, I, normal times I, you probably would agree with me okay he's trying to cut a deal yeah because he's he's trying to cut a deal on those charges so they lessen the charges against mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. now with everything that we know from the Department of Justice it could be completely false what he well we, we know it's not completely false because we know the letter backs up that he had the meeting right and everything else that we don't know about, he is saying to the Justice Department, release every all the evidence you have against me. Go ahead, do it. Let's see if it stands up.
0: And why would he do that? Why what would be his motive? If he didn't want everything out there, if he's just making charges and the guy has skipped bail, he says he couldn't get a fair trial in New York. And he skipped bail. And he's just making claims. That's one thing. But he says, lay it all out there for everybody to see. I, I'm trying to think of a motive other than the guy's completely innocent and saying these charges are bogus and I've got a ton of information to share.
2: Well, you can't trust anybody. Nope. Did you see Chris Christie? Hmm. I'd keep Ray as FBI director. Yeah. Which Republican are? I. I you, which Republican are you attempting I, to convince to vote for you in a primary? Yeah, I don't. I. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like the whole play
0: on you know some of the GOP and Disney. Well, I wouldn't have handled the thing with Disney that way. Wow, you know it's it is indicative of a GOP that really is clueless at times. Yeah.
2: Well, if you want to use that in the general election, if you're a Democrat, I could see you using that. Yeah, if a, you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat. <laughs> but is, when Christie said that, like that's the first thing I'm thinking. Which, what did your polling tell you? What specific demographic of Republican? wishes to hear that you would definitely keep Ray as FBI director. Right. <laughs> right.
0: That That is a play. You believe that's going yeah, to win. Like... You, you believe that's going <laughs> to pull more people in. I don't get it. I really don't get it. No, that was just that no is... self-awareness at all. No, completely. i just like, well, are... and you're not reading the room. Beyond self-awareness, mm. you have no idea. How to play the game anymore, apparently. You've been a contributor far too long. <laughs> Where's he at? <laughs> is he at ABCs, CNN, wherever he is? But, man, you're clueless. If you're mm-hmm. saying anything like that, honestly,
2: who do you think is going to...
0: Oh, No, he's be- got to be the guy
2: because you, from what we write, know about the FBI right now, mm-hmm. and and uh, it really doesn't matter. Ray has been the charge of it. The perception is he's compromised. He goes, yeah, because there Rookie, is there is he, no right to there is no right to keep that job. His behavior and, uh,
0: didn't change until what happened? Mm-hmm. Until the committee said uh, we've already seen it.
2: Right. But but my point was, even if, you know, even if you don't look at that, because, again, that's what you know, that's what Comer said. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been proven in any type of court of law or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just knowing what the FBI has been through and everything else, I would as, as a presidential candidate, I would say, no, nah, Ray has to go because the perception that he's not doing his job is just too great for him to serve in office at the very minimum. Sure. that that's- But that perception is built
0: for a number of reasons along the way.
2: Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. But my, so, I mean, so
0: if you're in the primary season and you're trying to appeal to the GOP and you think, oh, no, I'll keep I'll keep Director Ray, I don't know what part of the GOP constituency that appeals
2: to. I don't know who right. that is. By the way, I believe Comer. I want to make mm-hmm. this clear. Yeah, I, sure. I, I believe with Comer. I don't believe Comer's lying. Right. Because the FBI director didn't come out and say, I never said that to Comer. Right. And and so I, I do believe. so. But my point was, at the minimum, you would say, no, he's gone because the perception mm-hmm. of wrongdoing with the FBI. The rot is so great, you have to just tear it apart. Right. So for him to say, no, I'd keep Ray, like, where'd
0: it come from? It's like, Who what? in the rank and file in the GOP are you trying to <laughs> appeal to? What donors are you trying to appeal to?
2: I, one of the Democrats that are pretending they're Republicans, Direct a- Ray and his family, <laughs> and Navarro from the View. I don't get it. I'm a Republican. I just disagree with everything that they stand for. Yeah. Right. Eight six six
3: ninety red eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. In order to manage speed, you need to understand the four factors involved in stopping a vehicle. Perception distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time you see a hazard until your brain recognizes it. The perception time for an alert driver is approximately 3 fourths of a second. Reaction distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time your brain tells your foot to move from the accelerator until your foot hits the brake pedal. The average driver has a reaction time of 3 fourths of a second. Brake lag distance also needs to be taken into account. When operating a vehicle with air brakes, it takes about half a second for the mechanical operation to take place. Finally, braking distance is the distance it takes a vehicle to stop once the brakes are applied. Braking distance is affected by the weight, length, and speed of the vehicle, as well as road condition. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Now, this was interesting that came out over the weekend. Mm. The Department of Justice has acknowledged it could hold up the probation-only plea deal offered to First Sunter Hunter Biden. Recent court records show following Republican backlash and claims that the Attorney General uh, lied to Congress about the conduct of the investigation. This is from the New York Post. A Justice Department trial attorney said in a June 29th phone call that he would tell Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss to think about pushing back Hunter's scheduled July 26 plea hearing allowing for more time for the lead prosecutor to respond to records requests about the probe according to a filing the same day in D.C. federal court. The Department of Justice Attorney Jason Lynch allegedly made the promise to Samuel Dewey, a lawyer uh, for the Conservative Heritage Foundation, which is suing the Justice Department for access to Weiss's internals in, uh, internal communications about the case. According to the filing, after Dewey pointed out that the DOJ, DOJ could alleviate um, uh, some problems by seeking to delay the plea hearing, Lynch admitted that his counterpart, counterpart was absolutely right, that the department could file such a motion and that the DOJ counsel would take that point back to the district. Uh, speaking about the district of uh, uh, Columbia, mm. a DOJ attorney admitted to us that the sweetheart deal date was movable, said heritage foundation director, Mike Howell, the deal should move forward in any circumstance anyway, but they're saying, I don't understand though. They're saying we're going to push it back so we can get documents to the heritage foundation. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't get that.
2: I don't, Get it.
1: fourth branch of government, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, uh 90 red eye Yeah, so just very quickly when you look at this here, because you're just like, okay, well, why would this, why would the Hunter Biden plea deal be moved back? And, okay, it's going to be moved back because of the Freedom of Information request of the Heritage Foundation. They want stuff from David Weiss to find out if he actually was prevented from you know filing charges what was what was his actual authority now they may be afraid because of the backlash that has happened on this and they're afraid that if they you know i don't know what the what they might be afraid of but for the fact that they delayed it to me was really interesting because the way things are going with Hunter Biden right now I would do anything. I would move it up. <laughs> but you have yeah, to ask the question right. yeah. is would this judge look at what she knows so far and go, There's too many questions. I need to know this. Well,
0: you know, the um the Heritage Foundation basically saying if they move forward without providing this information here fulfilling this request, then they're clearly not even trying to To hide their weaponization anymore at the DOJ. Right. Which wouldn't surprise me based on the history of what we've seen Merrick Garland do. Merrick Garland is willing to take uh, every hit he has to take for this president. I believe. And it wouldn't surprise me for them to go forward. But there's the, you brought up something. Does the judge in this case look at it and say, well, wait a minute. You are obligated to respond to this request for information.
2: Okay. U.S. Uh, District Judge Dabney Friedrich has ordered the Justice Department to respond Harridge's emergency demand for documents by July 10th. Okay. so the courts are involved in it. That's what okay. I didn't know. All right. That's
0: what I didn't know. Either. That would
2: have been I, that should have been at the beginning of the the first article. That actually that
0: I, would be the headline. I mean, to yes, me, that's and, the headline.
2: And I've read articles that have nothing. I finally, I'm going through this one from the New York Post. It's the yeah. last line. Yeah. U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich has ordered the Justice Department to respond to Harridge's emergency demand for documents by July 10th. But even if they did. Even and if, that's well, today. Okay, so he's done. No, so the response is, we'll get it to you and we'll delay. Yeah. We're will we'll we'll, we'll going to try to delay the parole hearing. I don't know why you would have to delay the parole hearing as long as you're fulfilling what this other judge wants done, because this is not the judge who will be hearing the case. Right. Or hearing the, the – be there at the parole hearing. This is another U.S. district judge mm. – because they're supposed to, Freedom of Information Act, you're supposed to get it, and so they're fast-tracking this since they want to get the information out before this parole hearing. Right. Why would the Department of Justice, though, agree to delay it? How is that in their benefit? Especially that we already know with the letter, because that's something that we didn't talk about yet, the fact that, that uh, uh, remember Weiss put out that letter,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and the letter basically didn't say anything except no, he couldn't charge in those places. So we know that already.
0: I mean, I don't know. A delay is just that.
2: That it, by the way, that he couldn't charge in um, in uh, California or where was the other place? Or DC, yeah, uh, or D.C. or D.C. That yeah. he couldn't charge any of those places. Which right. uh, and 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 again, he was. You know that was like the <laughs> uh, that that letter really never solved anything. The left right. jumped on it and said, "See, there's nothing there." Well, no, there is something there. He just admitted he couldn't charge. You know, there, or there. So what was the point if he couldn't charge in those cases? And the Department of Justice didn't want to. It shows that the Department of Justice was trying to hold this thing up by not giving him this the 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 uh, the the status. Of a uh of a uh, uh what do you call it a um oh a uh, special counsel mm. that he should have gotten special counsel because there's no way he could go after the charges in those places so it was meaningless so that's the cover-up right there and so we already know that I just I guess we'll see yeah I'm just mm. I'm just not fully clear on this are you Well, no, I, you know, I
0: mean, what am I missing? If if you talk about a delay in that hearing, what's the purpose of that delay? Right. Because there isn't, you know, anything, um, as you point out, uh, the U.S. District Judge has ordered the Justice Department to respond to Heritage's emergency demand for documents by today, July 10th. Well, but it doesn't say that there is a – it does not order that with a contingency. In other words, you can't move forward on this hearing until you do that. It just says
2: the date. Right, and and they've communicated already. They communicated last week mm-hmm. uh, because they ordered the Department of Justice to respond to Heritage Emergency Demand right. for documents. So they did right. respond. We're working on get it to you. We may delay it. So that's already been done. It looks like it's been done. Hmm. Because the Heritage Foundation came out and said, okay, they contacted our people. And that's how they know it might be delayed and pushed back because the Department of Justice told them that. Yeah. Told the Heritage Foundation. Hmm. My thing is for the Department of Justice, if you want this plea deal, you know what's the difference between doing it then and uh, how are you in a better position or
0: does it indicate something different is going to be done in the plea deal
2: maybe maybe here's a question because we had the question does everything the beginning. does everything get thrown out the window if it is hunter's cocaine in the way oh
0: man it that has the potential of changing everything here how could it not if it's found to be his there's no way it can't but is the are they delaying the hearing here even let's say without that included, Are they delaying the hearing because something might change in the plea deal? And what would that be? Are they afraid of getting in front of the judge and the judge looking at this going, what is he offering?
2: Let me answer this question. Uh, Did they keep Garland out of the loop?
3: Hmm.
2: Did Garland not lie? He just trusted the people beneath him?
0: On the entire thing or on the plea deal itself?
2: Yeah, it's tough on the entire thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> It's tough yeah. to make that argument on, yeah. the, on the entire thing. I, I don't think he mentioned the plea deal. Him, I mean, if he's, th- him, him, himself. if he's been
0: vacationing in Nepal the entire time... Yeah, I, Could
2: someone have yeah, felt burned I, by the I, underlings up near the top mm. and say, okay, we can't give them the deal now because we look horrible?
0: Or do they realize that more information is going to fall out and there's no way they can keep right. from that information coming out, and so we need to rework the deal? With that new information, the court's going to look at this and say, no. I don't know otherwise why you delay the hearing.
2: You know, I was thinking too. I was saying if it if it if it is Hunter's Coke, I was thinking why would he leave it? And then I'm thinking, oh, you can't go there. The laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would
0: you leave a laptop filled with all the evidence <laughs> of the world? I love Seriously, when, I love when
2: I have a thought and it's answered like within. A millisecond in my head. Do you know that I oh, still
0: have possession of every laptop I've ever owned? And there's nothing on it. I'm just afraid, well, could they log into my bank? They can't.
2: Yeah, I've got, I think I have every, I don't think I only own two laptops before mm-hmm. this. I have both of them in, yeah. Yeah. Both of them in my.
0: Yeah, I've got about a half dozen. Closet. Yeah. And And there's, part of it is, Could I salvage something and repair it? I mean, they're way too old, and there's no reason to do that. But the other part is, could they log into my information? Could they get something Mm -hmm. off of this? I know how to properly dispose of a a laptop. The point is... is... (laughs) If I was given money by foreign officials to gain access to my dad, the last
2: thing I would do is leave that laptop anywhere. We're going very anonymously to the elect the electric drop at the dump, yeah, and just throwing it in the exactly. bin exactly.
0: I mean, I know how to deconstruct a laptop and and make sure that nothing would be... So do I. I know how to do the same thing. I just haven't done that. Right.
2: (laughs) Thought about that. Because I want to make
0: sure it's absolutely (laughs) secure before I do it.
2: What would be in his mind? Why would he hide it right there? I mean, I don't understand if he... Oh, wait a minute. You can't ever understand. Remember the laptop.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Just drop it off. Hey, when will this be ready? Oh, never mind. I'll forget about it. Call me when when it's done. Hey, whatever you do, don't call the New York Post. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And don't tell me I look like Hunter Biden. I'm not Hunter Biden. I didn't think you looked like Hunter Biden until now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, do you repair crack pipes? <laughs> you know anybody that does? <laughs> can, can you help me with that part?
2: I did see that. it can't be him. He didn't do powder. He did crack. I saw that no, The first I mean, thing I the,
0: the, that hit my mind was, was it
2: powder? Well, no, that's the things that investigators would look at, though, yeah. we, if you're actually looking at because even all the jokes are based on serious stuff. It's all based on, okay, w- what would you look for? Right. Yeah. But who else? The, the thing is, what would be the motivation from, you know, I'm, I'm on the White House staff, but I think I'm going to bring in some, I do coke every day on my desk at work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, no, I mean, a, wouldn't
0: a drug like that make you more paranoid? <laughs> yeah. If you're I, an employee. I, I, if you're if you're there in any capacity, unless you're arrogant and you're the president's son.
2: Yeah, because I would suggest if you're going to be on the White House staff, you probably shouldn't have a cocaine habit that yeah. you bring to work.
0: Yeah. Leave your blow at the door. I think that's <laughs> the number one rule, isn't it? If you're working, <laughs> right the right leave on. your blow at, at the, the door. <laughs> seriously it's a mystery no
2: it's not it's not a mystery 866 90 red eye
1: coming up more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley it's red eye radio
2: On our radio. He's our Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, so Bank Rate came out with this uh, survey of more than 2,500 adults. To feel comfortable, what do Americans believe the salary is they should make a year? Hmm. To be comfortable. To be comfortable. $233,000 a year on average. That's over three times the median U.S. household income. The number one reason uh, that they believe it should be that high, the number one reason, the number one concern, high inflation, 60%, 48%, Hmm. high, high interest rates, all related to the exact same thing. Yeah, too
0: much spending at the government level. Yep. Um, and you look at that and, and you, you break it down, especially in the larger metro areas. It sounds like a lot of money, but based on inflation and interest rates, it's not going to get you very far unless you're going to
2: really pare down your spending as an individual. I mean... of Americans couldn't come up with $400 in cash for an emergency. Mm, 60% of Americans don't have a retirement-specific savings plan. Wow.
5: Whatever you listen.